Fellas, 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 welcome back to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered. Bam, there he is. That, baby. Back on track, baby. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me, dog. Fire me up one time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's your boy, Joey Cooney, here with my boy, Bo Callis. We are we'll back, back at it. Mike's hyped up on Mountain Dew. Fevers can't keep us <laughs> down. They can't keep us asleep. We are uh, get it on and cracking. Get it on like Donkey Kong. I mean, I mean, feeling something special. If you're on the lawnmower this week, all right, if you're in the dugout, right, if you drive in the car trying to get your corona recruiting on, I don't know what you're into. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know when you listen to us. Hey, listen, all I'm saying is I haven't heard some love from the podcast in a minute. I just, I, I see all the listeners. I see all the downloads, but I don't see, you know, again, back in the day, Bo, people used to, you know what I'm saying? Take, used to uh, tweet us, right? Say the things that they, they pulled best from the, the episode. Now people, we, right. we have, what do they call it? The, um, the 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 silent majority. <laughs> silent majority. <laughs> I, Who knows, I, man? Maybe after November third, they'll come out of the woodworks again. Yeah, yeah all I know is I want to hear from a couple people. I'm just saying, I want to hear from a couple people. I know you, I'm, I'm seeing the downloads. I'm seeing the listen. I know you guys are out there doing some things. That's why we're doing this. You know but, what I want to see? I want to see some of that interaction from those guys in the the other what like sixty countries. I want to see oh, something like that. Yeah. yeah Where yeah, are you yeah. guys at? Yeah, I want to know how you yeah, look. You know, multi. You know, first off, you got you got more than two languages. I, I mean, I guess I know more than two languages. I my, you know, it's like you know, um, Garthina, Garth, Harold. Well, that, you know, I was going to say own, sarcasm and English. Yeah, yeah, two languages I know. Tongues, but uh, uh, mainly English sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, um, any case, Bo, I know we're fired up, and we got to, you know, I don't know how we couldn't be. I don't know how we could gotta be all the things we got moving. Um, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Uh, but in any case, we got some some things happening. So if you guys didn't know, right, but why don't you give them the lowdown on, uh, you know, kind of what's going on with the, the shadowing and like, you know, what has gotten to this point with farm system behind the scenes. Right. So we, we grew to a point. We were a victim of our own success. Joey and I, like you guys know, we're, we're hustlers, right? Mm-hmm. Two of us building this thing. Got to the point now where we I were wish, lucky enough to. I wish I had the button right there. I can't wait till we get our new setup where it can play songs. You would have said, you know, we're hustlers, and then Rick Ross. Just, there it is. Every day, hustling, <laughs> hustling, 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 and then you would have went back to talking. We, we just need a. We need an assistant. We'll get Haley in there. Haley. Yeah, yeah. You just play the song like right next to your computer for now, right until we got until we have our, our superstar setup. Joe it's Rogan. Coming. Don't worry, it's coming out. I can't wait it's to have coming. Just pop sounds in when I but want. But that's the thing. People think it's coming. They think we're just sending stuff out in the universe. It's yeah. literally coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's coming. not, that's, 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 you know, that, that order is about to be done here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, keep going. No, but we were, um, we were lucky enough. I'm sure you guys have seen the farm talks and some of the remote training that we do. And um, fortunate to bring some people on our team to Job Shadow and kind of see how we do things here at the farm system. So uh, started that this week. You guys will probably be seeing some of that content and, um, you know, maybe we can do something to promote those guys here shortly, but i um, lucky to have those guys on board. Uh, there was just a piece of some of the people we've actually brought on board the last couple months. So very exciting stuff. That's going to give us the opportunity to start releasing and building more to the other stuff we have coming. Um, obviously we wish we could release it all to you right now, but 
Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't, baby. Just gonna have to be yeah. patient. Yeah, just gonna have to be patient. Have to be we, patient. We definitely too. We we go we go. We 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 will put together. We need to put at least together a tweet or Instagram post with our boys, giving them a shout out that yeah. they uh, they're on board with us. They're on board. Shadow, uh, you know, been shadowing us quite a bit, so that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Um, but, I actually think I actually think before you get into that, something yeah. we could possibly do because I think a lot of people are probably wondering like, what's it like to learn and be a part of this thing. Maybe every couple of weeks we can get one of them on the podcast for uh, five, 10 minutes, uh, you know, I and do, open up yeah. what, what that's like for yeah, just a little uh, popping. Just a little popping. Yeah. It's a little popping. I just need you, you know, five, 10 minutes, share an experience, share something, yep. shoot, shoot a video. Let me know. Yeah. Let me do know. it. See what this ain't got. about me and you. It's never been about me and you. At least I don't think well, maybe subconsciously deep yeah. down our egos just like it, but listen, I don't think so. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Sometimes I selfishly want to help people. I, I, I just selfishly want to that's help true. People. I just is that wrong. I, I, I get it. Even if you want to help people, you got an agenda. So that's my agenda. I, I, <laughs> in there, we in there. Um, it also just so happens, Bo, way of the universe, when you help people, they like it and they value it and they want they give you something. It's just they how it works. You. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It just all works in, in those ways. Um but again, right? Uh, obviously, it's inspired um, content from us, right? Every time we do new things, it inspires us to view things from a different lens and like how people are perceiving a lot of these things. And this is a very common. I mean, we talked about it when you first came on at 108, when I first came on at 108, and um, you know, also just when I started shadowing people in general, not necessarily just 108. Just um, you start learning and experiencing how different athletes and different cultures and all of these different things. But um, you know. Why don't you kind of lead us in with uh, what we were kind of talking through and what we're going to talk yeah. through today? Yeah, I think the the inspiration of this came yesterday. We had the first shadowing session, obviously, and um, I had this similar experience when I came and I was first learning to shadow you. Right, I came from a team setting where uh, the training is in. You know, you have twenty guys you're working with, and you don't always don't have the luxury to work one-on-one you do, but like, that's not the main priority. Right. So yeah, a big adjustment for me and what this episode is inspired by is when I was watching the training sessions and the coaching sessions, it was almost like a paradigm, like a paradox here. The players knew so much about the movement and so much about what worked for them. that It was almost like they were the ones coaching. Now, obviously we're the ones mentoring them and leading them and guiding them, but it was a different style of coaching in the sense that like I was always the guy that could get players to do a lot, like when I'm working with them one-on-one, but they were kind of reliant on me because either I, I don't know if it was, I wasn't communicating well, but at the end of the day, they just didn't understand as well. Right. So when the players understand more, um, it appears like the coach is doing less, but that's a testament to how the coach has actually done more with those guys. And we saw that yesterday with the foreshadowing thing is the guys were like, whoa, this is kind of different than I'm used to coaching because these players, they're 10, 11, 12, and they know more and they can coach more and they understand their body more than some of these guys I'm coaching that are 16, 17, 18, 19, you know? And I remember when I was at 108, I was kind of intimidated. I'm sitting there thinking like, this kid's 11 years old and he's telling me as the coach probably more than I know in this moment, you know what I'm saying? And it's intimidating and it makes us feel insecure. And, um, I mean, we'll unpack that more, but I just thought it was really kind of crazy to 
have a player that understood the body that much, especially at that young. Um, and I think a lot of coaches oftentimes think like they're young, they're kids. I have to be in control. I have to tell them what to do. And you're actually breeding uh, dependence by the player. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, and that's the thing is again, um, I love those because, you know, again, and when I'm coaching them, it's like, that's not the goal is for another coach to come in and go, wow, he knows right. so much. It's just right. a byproduct. And so, because again, I tell them for the very first thing, again, your goal should be as a leader. I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, your goal as a leader, right? It should always be for your team not to need you. That's right. your goal is you're trying to develop other people where they don't need you. And so as a hitting coach, my job is to make them where they don't need me. And a lot of people don't like that idea. It's like, what do you mean? I want to always be needed and always be like, no, no, no. It's a partnership, like in the same sense, but I'm trying to limit my role. My role is to teach you what I know. Um, and also too, and I continue to get better. So I do have something to a value to offer you, but at the same right. time, I don't need, you shouldn't, if they need me to perform, I, I try to tell them this all the time. If you need me to hit, how often are you hitting with me? Right. And if you need me by your side and you need me to hold your hand every single time you take swings, what are you going to do when you're at the plate? What are you going to do? Again, your job as a father is to do what? Right. Is to raise a man so that he doesn't need you so he can go raise his own family and raise more men. Right. Right. If he's dependent on you and he needs you his entire life, right, to do and operate at all, right, and be able to operate as a man, don't get me wrong. He can lean on your insights and lean on your experience and lean on some of these things. And also, you'll always be ahead in experiences, right, right. in some ways. But like, that's still the other side of that of being um, with them. And so, a lot of times with a lot of hitters, um, it's kind of funny cause I end up going into my life like this and, um, uh, Taylor, uh, always likes to give me crap for this, but when I talk to people, I like, I, I talk in questions, you know, right. like I'm not telling, I'm more just like talking in questions and be like, okay, what'd you feel there? You know, why did that happen? Okay. Well, what yeah. caused that? Well, what caused, you know, what, what would that look like on a farm board? What would that look like? What would that look like here? What would that look like this? What were, what would your bat would have done if you would have done this, right? Like all of these right. questions and I'm leading them with questions. I'm not giving them right. the answer, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting them down a path. And the questions we ask are going to lead to the, the answers that I'm trying to get them to, right? right. And they're strategic questions. And so, um, for example, again, I have one of these players who is already off the bat, was already very intellectual, okay? A very deep thinker naturally again he's 12 years old but again he already has these and if you coached long enough right or again it could have been your first player or whatever if you have the experience um you definitely have had a kid that's just very intellectual right it's just how he thinks right it's just it just he, he's a thinker i was always right. a very big thinker when i was a player i'm still obviously the same deep thinker now so right. um with that is you know it's they were sitting on there you know i i got two guys shadowing Mm -hmm. um, I got two guys shadowing and uh, we'll give them a little shadow. I had Cody and, and Kyle shadowing and yep. uh, they're both, they're both sitting there and literally at the end of the call, it wasn't like, wow, that's kind of cool. It was like, dude, like I'm shocked. Like I'm impressed. Like I told them before we got on the call, I said, look, this kid knows his body really well. You're going to hear me go into some rabbit holes with him. And we're going to talk in some depth about concepts because yep. We've already laid all the groundwork and he knows his body so well and he knows what he needs to do and when he's messing up. And again, 
the differences between um, um, how we're training and like ways to get there. And again, he's already, we're so many layers deep with this guy is he's, we're going to have different conversations than I would have with another one of my, you know, newer athletes or, or whatever. Um, And so, but when we got done there, both of them were just like, whoa, like, right. And that's a whole nother thing. I know, I know, uh, but a lot of people are, you know, especially on Twitter, right. And people have these pen, you're like, yeah, he's, he's 12. That's just way too much information. And it's just like, (laughs) no, you can tell tell you what, no, I'll tell you what, when I was 12, I wanted to know why. And that's why when I'm training younger kids, I remember that, like, and what Joey's saying, not, not everybody's going to want to know why not everybody's going to be a deep thinker. You don't have to get to this level with every player, but every player I think needs to know why at least a base level of why. And the younger that they can understand that the better chance that they have to make those adjustments and start moving better and, you know, conceptualize. And now down the road, these guys have an idea when they have bad coaches. And I think that's a big one too, is that mm-hmm. the younger the, the, the players can filter through and understand now when they're yeah. 15, 16, 17, like how I was, I was very, I'm always respectful. I'm not going to disrespect a coach, yeah. but that's when you give them the head nod. Okay, coach. Yep. Yep. And then you just do what you know you yeah. need to do. Well, and if you're a, a lot of people age, are, are kind of ignorant in that it's way. A com- it's a conversation anyways. Again, it's a partnership right. always. So again, you got to stop taking it a threat when someone says, well, um, you know, again, for example, he has had these conversations all the time because again, coaches start telling him to do certain things. I have a plenty of athletes that they used to do something like spin their back foot, right? They used to just spin out their back foot, squish the bug, all that stuff. We got them away from that. They start crushing really good direction. You know, again, moving for the middle a lot better. And then they go to another coach and the coach is like, Hey, you're not turning your back foot. Right. And then they start listening, like, again, okay, coach, I'm willing to do what you want me to do, right? You're my coach. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you. They start doing it, and then now they're mishitting all these balls again, right? And being like, then they got to, again, now they have to have the conversation and being like, okay, so let's talk, right? Right. So let's talk. I used to do exactly what you're saying. Like, here's video of me right. doing exactly what, you know, would you say, this is what you're, you want me to do? And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, this is when I sucked and you didn't want me on your team. <laughs> okay. Here's right. what I was doing when I was crushing, I know my home runs. Here's all my home run clips. Here's all my doubles. Here's all my stuff. Look how I'm moving. Here's my trout. Here's blah, blah, blah. Here, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then like you start presenting this case. Right. Um, but again, it's more of a conversation. It's not that the coach is right. necessarily wrong, but again, and not that they can't teach you anything, but maybe again, there's going to be things that you disagree on. And in life right. is going to be the same way. There's going to be things you disagree on with your wife. There'd be things you disagree on with your business partner. There'd be things you disagree on with <laughs> your friends. You got to be able to have the conversations, right? right. And, and it's, and we got to get out of this realm too. Um, I think it's natural in society though. Um, that's why I think it's so important how you pick what team, you know, or leaders you're letting your kids be on as well. But like, for sure there there's a lot of these hierarchy conversations where it's not a partnership or it's the athlete above the coach. And it's not that either it's a partnership between the two and there isn't a hierarchy um, in those conversations. It needs to be more of a partnership type conversation. Agreed. And I think that, I mean, one thing I've seen on Twitter and, and 
I'm coming out of my shell a little bit now, and I know, I'm, I'm, say, I'm giving them the Joey Cunha treatment now. I'm just starting to, you know, say what I think. But at the end of the day, one thing I really dislike coaches that comment without any context, any prior knowledge of the player. Like, look, every travel team I ever played on showcases when I go and play for one weekend, the yeah. coaches never would try to coach me. I mean, they would if it was a bad adjustment or whatever. But like at the end of the day, we don't know the guy's story, and yeah. for you to and don't get me wrong. I know some people like I, I do this too. Sometimes I'm a little bit hypocrisy here, but like, and that's why it's so important in how we do things and how 108 did things and how people do this is you need to understand the athlete. And a big part of what you're saying with the lessons is there's so much communication between rounds that like majority of the time is just talking. Mm-hmm. Like literally the first time I do a lesson with a player if it's an hour lesson, I'm probably talking to him for 40 minutes. Like yeah. you got to lay the groundwork. And yeah. some people think that's weird. Some coaches and, say we need to get our work in, but like at the talk- end of the day, it's, it's an open line of communication both ways. Yeah. I'm going to say, and also too, it's just different in, in what the development process looks like. I talk to my athletes much more in the beginning than I do right. later on. You know um, you're going to have to give more direction to your five-year-old to your nine-year-old then you're going to have to give to your 40 year old son. Right. Right. So like, again, yes, in the beginning, there's going to be a lot more critical assessments and, you know, a lot more critiquing. And then as we go <laughs> on, I'm just making slight adjustments. I'm just, again, and, right. you, and think of it. I also think of it just like in martial arts, right. In the beginning, you're teaching an athlete, a hitter, I mean, a, a, a fighter, you're going to do a lot. You're going to be very technical. This is where you put your foot. This is where you do your put your arm. you know, again, this is what a jab looks like all of these things. Mm-hmm. And then, now later in the, their, their career, they're doing all this fighting and you're just making slight things like, Hey, you know, remember your elbow, you know, stay tight. Yep. Oh, and then you're, you're not really, you're not, it's not as much, but I, I, I'm going to drop a book here that I've been reading. Um, that is, uh, also too, if you're a Christian, that's a pretty good book too. Uh, it's called uh, man in the mirror. And so, um, the man in the mirror solving the 24 problems men face um, by Patrick Morley. So, um, anyways, uh, what it said here. And one of the big things I wanted to, I was reading last night, um, was exactly what you're saying, especially on like social media. Um, also first, well, I'm going to drop this one first. Uh, cause we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but he says you can choose your way, but you can't choose your result. Right. And that's when we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, when we we're talking about like how we could all have the same opportunities, but it doesn't mean we can't guarantee results. Like that's not, that's not how society works. And also too, that's a bad thing in large for society to have is that everybody gets equal results because again, that, that demoralizes again, our, why America too also is so far ahead in so many different industries and so many different, in so many different ways um, is because again, promoting um, in that same way that again, we want people to push envelopes, but one other thing, whole nother thing but uh there was this one part where he's talking about how um social media and how the world has not just social media but really before social media it was the rise of tv and television and these people getting on 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 tv and so once people started getting on tv and started getting fame they could have no credibility in the sense other than that they're on tv they could have right. no PhDs. They could have no whatever, but now they have a voice. Exactly. Right. 
And yep. so on social media, um, and he outlines it so well, and I'm still trying to find it here, but when he, he outlines it so well is that social media just put gasoline on that. Right. And so social media has now put, put it to this, this case that you could absolutely have no credibility. Right. Right. But you have the same platform. Right. Um, obviously different people have different, um, different amounts of followers and different amounts of, you know, credibility and certain things like that on online, there is still a, a type of hierarchy in there, but at the same time, um, what do you, what do you move from that is that we all of a sudden, everybody had this voice that they previously didn't have. You didn't have this audience. You couldn't stand on stage just because you wanted to. Right. right. Where now you have access to post to the world to see yep. where you didn't have access to that before. You couldn't get on TV. You couldn't get on a stage. You couldn't do these things. And now on social media, you could do it from your bedroom. Yep. You know, while you're sitting there, not dressed again, having, you know, you could have everything in your life going wrong and you're sitting there, you know, posting, you know, uh, stuff about how to make money. Right. Like <laughs> right. you could, you know, you could be the most right. broke guy in the world, but again, you could put this, you could put this image together again through social media, or again, you could have one of these accounts that's like millionaire mentor or whatever, you know, whatever the hell these accounts are. And you right. guys could, you could be making no money. Right. And giving people, you know, advice. financial advice. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Makes it tricky. 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 Um, so in any case, uh, it's just, about that and i'll have to find the exact it also it's an interesting uh i don't know exactly what you'd call it interesting thing that's happened now because now you have these people that really do understand and these quote-unquote experts or specialty people in the field that people almost look to now and and discredit in a way because now i have this platform and I have every right that you do. Sure, you might have the right, but that doesn't mean that you have the credibility that I do. And it's breeding this, like uh, I sent out that tweet yesterday. Uh, it was, I said, if, if we loved others as much as we loved ourselves, the world might be a better place. But um, it's true in the sense that like the the lack of respect yeah. for people and their specialty and what they do, you know, it's like, yeah. it's alarming it. to me. I found it, yeah. It's like, um. A th- this is kind of powerful. He said, we reconstructed the Tower of Babel and in, um, in its, uh, and it is a television antenna. A thousand voices producing a, da- a daily parody of democracy in which everyone's opinion is afforded equal weight regardless of substance or merit. Whew. Yep. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Because that's what makes it murky and so confusing is you have all of these people and now you have peer pressure on social media pushing certain directions of what the masses believe. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this hasn't happened. I'm just saying that. So I love social media. I love TV. I think that they have very powerful things. I've learned so much. Again, I've created a platform from those platforms. Right. But. We got to be careful because there's the opposite side of that, right? Is that there is gasoline on these other areas as well. And don't get me wrong, these areas, these things were already, don't get this twisted either. I know there's some old guy out there or my mom, probably my mom, "Ah, (laughs) social media. I told you it's the devil, right? Like it's not right. It's not that it's the devil. It's, it's us. We're the ones that are broken. 
Like we're the ones that are causing these issues. And now we just have gasoline from those things. And we'll take no matter what it is, if it's TV, if it's tech, what are we supposed to do? Not develop technology? Like, no, we're work on us. It's not the technology's fault. It's us. Right. Right. And so we're just throwing gasoline on all of those things. And so um, again, like we need to read more things like this and like look in the mirror of understanding, yep. like, you know, again, what we're listening to, uh, the directions that we're heading and right. um, also understand that there's a lot of things that we hear that don't have merit. There's a lot of things For that sure. we hear from people that, that all, again, that everybody's words have the same weight. Why? And again, I know in theory, the first, you know, your first, everybody's first thought is, okay, well, Okay. So you're trying to tell me let's, I don't care what job you have, what, whatever job you have, hopefully you're most likely you're probably a baseball coach, but a lot of baseball coaches are doing other things. You're a school teacher, all these other things. That's like someone coming to you. You can't tell me there isn't someone that's came to you and trying to tell you how to do your job. If you're a coach, you already know there's a parent, there's somebody out there trying to tell you how to do your job. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the parent might not have merit or something of value to offer you. Maybe he's a big time leader. Maybe he's a CEO in his company. Maybe he does have a stance. Maybe he's the hitting coach at, um, you know, for double A for the angels. And he's something that he could say to you for sure. There is those people that, again, they do have value and merit and something they can speak into you, but there's a lot of people that don't and majority that don't. And they're speaking into areas that they don't have any merit or value, or, um, you know, again, have any experience, you don't have any of these things and they, but they're allowed to have an opinion and you are allowed to have an opinion. No one's taking away your free speech. Right. Right. But But, it's, but that's the thing. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. You are entitled to an opinion. Look, I have this argument, me and my sister got, and I know we're not talking politics, (laughs) but this is very relevant to to politics. It is on social media. Look, you say something with conviction, people are going to listen, but that doesn't mean it's true. Correct. And there's too many people that take it as truth. I'm yeah. not saying that part of it isn't true, but yes. if, and I'm taking ownership of this, this is my fault. This is yeah. our fault as yes. people in the society. Okay. We take things as truth as yeah. opposed to going and researching further. Like yes. if you're, okay. if all you're taking is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that's yeah. your news, twist. that's a pretty good reason of why we are where we are in society. Well, and it's the same thing. Okay. Now let's bring it back to baseball. If you're taking Twitter and Instagram as your resource for learning and not doing your own research, right. if I say reciprocal movement and you don't go look it up and figure out what reciprocal movement is, now right. you're just trusting me as your source of movement. Like, right. yes, I'm a great resource. Use me to have you high point directions. But then go right. do your own research, fact For check, sure. right? And also too, don't, I don't really, it's not about even fact checking and coming back and saying, ha you were wrong. It's not about right. that. It's about getting your players better, right? For and sure. so you want to make sure you're giving your players right information. It's great that you have access. Again, I tell people all the time with my Twitter, like my Twitter, I don't have uh, my Twitter, like I don't get paid for my Twitter, right? right. Directly, right? Indirectly, there's other ways that, you know, again, that we uh, monetize for sure. But- right. What people need to understand with that, though, is that Twitter is free. It's a free resource. So it's great that you have access to somebody like me, just like I had access to somebody, you know, 
you know, again, I had access to other guys back in the day in other ways through social media or me being with them in person, right. That other people didn't have access to, but again, like back in the day, how are you going to get access to the hitting coach for the reds? Right now you can go on Twitter. Now there's guys that are getting recruited and they're tweeting directly at the recruiting coordinator for BYU or something. Yep. It's crazy. So, so, so it's just a different world. And so, and that's the thing of being like people understanding on that realm is that getting back. And I know that we've gone some different directions. Well, it really all ties in. It all really really all ties in though, is that there's so much information out there that it gets confusing. There's so much information out there. I understand that it gets confusing. And that's why I literally tweeted out this morning of being like, you got to focus on you. If you want to develop your players, you got to focus on you to develop. Because again, people are shocked because it's all these little subtleties, all these little Mm -hmm. subtleties, but it's just like if you are a teacher and a lot of you are that are coaches, if you walk in one classroom of first graders and another classroom of first graders, and you're like, whoa. Like from maybe, uh, maybe not the same school, maybe across town, maybe in a different state. And you go, wow, these first graders know so much more than these first graders over here, right? Or et cetera. And understanding the differences between those cultures and then also teaching, because again, success is often subtle, is that right? really when I tell people to shadow me is like, Yes, get the movement stuff from me, but I also want you to learn from how I teach, not just what I'm teaching. A lot of people, when they want to shadow, they want to learn what you teach, not how you teach. And how you teach is more important than what you teach. Way more important. Because again, you could know all the stuff in the world, but if you can't get them to know it and you can't get them to move and do all the stuff, like that's all another thing. Right. Communication is everything, man. Like, if you can communicate, you can learn the details and the knowledge. You might know all the details in the world. If I can't communicate it, it doesn't matter. The guy that can communicate it and connect with the people are going to be ahead of you. They, they just will. Um, I mean, obviously not in the knowledge, but in the being able to get players to move better. But I, I think this does tie in to what we were talking about with the younger kids because they're just smarter. Like I was having this argument with my mom. I'm like, I'm not saying your generation wasn't smart when you were younger. But there's just so much more information available to these kids. Yeah. And, the, and they're just naturally more intrigued. They're interested. They're, um, they got they cell know. phones. They, they want to know. They got cell phones. They, they got Google. It's the same thing. I, can, I watch my, I watch my, like, uh, my nephew was like a, a, a year and a half at the time. And I was watching him just like j- jump to an iPad. And I'm like, my mom can't do that. He's just right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Again, I know there's a lot of things that my mom can do, obviously, that my one and a half year old can't do. But I'm just saying at that point, right, a projectability of what he's going to be able to do. And that's society. We should be doing that. We should be bigger and better athletes. We should be smarter. We should be learning things quicker because, again, we should be breaking down that learning curve and learning how to do things at a more expedited, more efficient way. We should always be looking to expedite and make things more efficient. And so – as a coaching, as a coaching thing, I'm always looking, I don't know about you as a coach listening, Johnny, I don't know if that's your name, <laughs> Adam. Okay. Will Garth Brooks, Mike, okay. Mike. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I know 
that I'm always looking for a, a quicker way to get athletes better. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I think that that correlates to getting more wins. I don't know right. about you, right? If I can get my freshman to hit as a freshman instead of a junior, I'm in, right? So we're always looking to get better. And there is, and you have to believe, okay, that there is always a better way. That's a great mindset. Now, is that reality? No, there isn't always a better way. But the real, the, also the other reality below that is most of the time we haven't hit that point yet. We haven't right. got to the point where this is the absolute best way. Never will, now, probably, because there's say, always a better way. Yeah, we could always we could say that, hey, this is a way that works quite a bit. And again, if I find something that's better, I'll use it. But as soon as we get to the point where we get that fixed mindset as this is the best way, there's no better way to do this, we're in For trouble. Sure. Right. And, and two, right. the game is always changing. You know, what was best and what was best strategy at a certain time might not be anywhere close to the best strategy now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's just a whole nother thing. Yeah, I was having this argument too. It's, it ties in, it's a little bit off topic, but the industry of baseball is a little bit behind. We've talked about that when it comes to whatever, the business side. But other industries, Amazon, Facebook, Hulu, they're influencing our end users, the players, the coaches, without even them knowing. They have an expectation now. They do. And if we're not delivering the message to what these guys are being conditioned to expect, like you're going to miss them. And and people, people don't, people miss that point so much, especially when it comes to the business side. Like, look, if I, if I asked you, what, what's the value of your company being able to sh- ship something to the end user in two days? Okay. Now what's the value of that? If you have court, if they have free music, free videos, People might say a thousand bucks. Amazon does it for ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing in your industry to meet the standard that is set place in society? And these young kids expect that. They expect fast responses. They expect you to know the information. They expect you to be able to communicate, and they expect you to be able to know the tech. They just do. And um, this isn't a this isn't a knock on people that aren't don't believe in that stuff. That's just how society is today. Like social media has forced us to be able to condense our messages and and connect with the end the end users. And and this and is I, the, uh, go ahead go ahead finish. No, you're good. Go I, ahead. Would, I would say, and this is the thing with that. First off, I, you're probably not. Hopefully, in the same way that um, if you're listening to the podcast again, I think we do a, a pretty good job though as well of backing and talking through the importance of old school guys as they're they're going through this thing. Is again, it's not a knock on how you've done things. They're the backbone. First off, they you are. do things. You're, again, we've talked about this before. The goal should always be to stand on those shoulders of the ones before us and get better. And not build our own building, but to stand on top of their building. You sit on top of the building of the person before you, right? Yeah. The coaches, the mentors, the people that you had around you. You mixed all of their styles and then you created yours. And you created your philosophy based off of all of these interactions and what you've learned as a coach, right? Yeah. The next generation is doing the same thing. And I know that obviously too, that it, it can feel offensive, right? Right. It almost feel like, again, there is, and there 100% is an extreme on each side of someone that's completely throwing away all the tradition, trying to recreate the will. Yes. But right. there's also the extreme on the opposite side of old school guys that literally want to learn nothing new. Want to, don't right. want to incorporate anything else, any faster way and say, no, we've always done it this way. Okay. 
Now there's right, the large right. majority in the middle, right? Yeah. So the yep. large majority in the middle is again, us standing on top of each other's buildings, right? And building and, and getting better. We can all go way further together, right? And we, and, and that's why I tweeted the other day too, of being like, what would it look like if we were just had our eyes? And again, it, this was coming from us being at, um, when I was at church Sunday, but was just like, if, we were so focused on us being better people or again, are just becoming the best coach that I could be. And my eyes could stay fixed on that. It's not, you, we're not perfect. We can't, right. Our perspective is always changing. It's very, it's very one thing to be like that. Well, yeah, I'm always just like, okay. Okay. Johnny. Perfect. Okay. I got it. Right. But right. in reality, we're not perfect. We can't have our eyes fixed always on uh, and always have the greatest perspective. We're always working daily to keep the perspective that we, we, we have. Okay. Um, or to keep a certain perspective, to keep us on path for where we want to go. And again, life happens, things happen, rocks come, right? Speed bumps. We get, you know, right. It's hard to keep our eyes straight ahead. Right. Right. So I, I, I think that it comes like, what would that look like? Right. What we can do is constantly redirect. I mean, uh, um, refocus and set up barriers, set up alarms for us to get refocused back on our path. Right. And I do right. that spiritually spiritually all the yep. time I start getting off path and I set up like roadblocks and I people around me so I can bounce them off and I can stay more trending in the direction that I would like to be trending in right it's not about me being perfectly straight and never going off path because I know that's right. not reality right no. so so um I th I think more in that way is that we have to continue um to refocus, right? And no, I think it's really good for coaches like that to come on board and to see, because now there's no denying. It's like, hold on, how am I going to get a 12 year old to learn all this stuff? Right? Like you're talking about, again, I can, I literally right now, I'm telling you right now, I could have a 12 year old come on here and talk about hitting. Um, right now I can have a 12 year old come on here and talk about hitting. And he's going to be using some really big words that are gonna make other people feel very uncomfortable. Because yep. again, he knows what they mean. And it's not like he knows the word. He knows what they mean. He can explain what's happening in the body. He can explain again, how he's creating torque force and reciprocal movement uh, movements and, uh, you know, movement patterns. And he can, he's going to use all these, these things. And people are going to be like all the things that, you know, I've, there's definitely been times on social media that I've been criticized for using bigger words or things that are very complicated. I have a 12 year old right now that can run you through it. Right. Sure. So, so. Again, everything's impossible or that's not the way to do it until all of a sudden people are doing it. And then they're like, people hold on it. a second. Maybe there's merit there. Right. And so, right. and then that goes back to that, like barrier of entry, right? There's a barrier of yep. entry. There's gotta be, there's, there's, I understand when you're, you're, we are doing some things, you're being innovative, you know, that there's gonna be some pushback no matter what you're doing. Um, right. And Again, if everybody agreed with the large majority of people agreed with what you were doing, um, then you're probably not too innovative, right? And, and also right. too, you're probably not um, really pushing the envelope too much. You're probably right. doing things that everybody else is doing. If you have a large majority of people agreeing with you, now, again, there's also the far opposite extreme. If no one's agreeing right. with you, it also doesn't mean that you're innovative. You might just be wrong. <laughs> you might just be wrong. Right. Um, but innovation doesn't mean that you're right. Right. You know, innovation doesn't right. mean that you're right. You, you could be trying new things. It's okay to try new things and realize that it was a terrible idea or, you know, right. As long as you're felling forward, 
you know, yeah. I think that's the big thing. And like to get to this point with the podcast, how many different ideas did we throw against the wall? And I'm not saying we're perfect. We're not. I'm not saying our business model is perfect. I'm not saying the farm system's perfect, but it takes a lot of trial and error and you got to be willing to do it. Are you Blockbuster or are you Netflix? There's a reason Netflix is still innovating and doing that. And yeah. well, did, did you, you know, know I mean, too? did you know that Netflix went to Blockbuster? They what? So Netflix went to Blockbuster before they were like big. And mm. basically Blockbuster had the option to buy Netflix. Netflix. And they were like, no, it's a stupid no. idea. We're crushing it. Like you, you guys, this little thing, how much, how many things are you guys selling? You know what we make? Right. You know what we're, our, our model is? Why would we want your guys' stuff? Well, well. It sounded like it worked out good for them. Well, well, well. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Right. Now. All right. But that's the thing is like yeah. with them, Bezos, all these guys, and the wife makes fun of me because she's like, oh, you have a crush on all those guys. But yeah. like they set the standard for today's innovation. And yeah. there's a reason those companies aren't going anywhere because they those guys don't think they've made it. It's like the tweet I sent out the other day. Some, some people see a know-it-all. They they feel like there's more to know. Yeah. Like, and people are intimidated by that though. That they just are. They're intimidated by that. Yeah. No, it is. It it's is okay. Astounding. It is astounding. Like I literally was thinking that the other day when I, I went to a Walmart to find like a whiteboard I was going to put in the room, and they they only had little small ones and they were out. And I'm like, here I I drove 20 minutes. You don't got them. Right. Yep. Again, you guys aren't stocked. I got to deal with your employee that's got terrible customer service or whatever. Right. Yep. I'll order on Amazon. I'll be here in two days. You know what I'm saying? That's and like, I know and I can get exactly what I want and I'll have yep. all competing markets. It's just like, again, like it, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. And again, that'd be one thing if it stopped there. But it, again, there's so much value that the, there's so much value in so many different ways of, you know, again, I, I, I never want, and I've talked about this before. I never want to be considered just a baseball coach. Ever. Like, and the same with, I mean, the farm system is a baseball yeah. company, but it's, yeah. it's bigger than that. It's bigger. The, what value and what, what can you provide to people? Yeah, Amazon sure. is not a book selling company anymore. No, they're just not like, yeah. you know, and like I've said before, that's the standard. And, that, and, we're, and, and we're just a podcast know. at one point. Right. And it's a different industry, but there's so much you can learn there. Like there's coaches in your field that are innovating and creating the standard that you, that people will expect to follow. And that's just the truth. And I'm not saying that's just us. There's six or seven or eight companies in the baseball space that are starting to set that standard, mm. you know, and that's just the expectation. And wrapping this back to what we started with those young kids, man, they're smart. They are. They, not, I mean, my, my six-year-old nephew, what he can do on his damn iPad, I'm just like, these kids are going to change the world. They literally will. We, we make fun of Gen Z and or whatever they are, millennials, but those yeah. guys are going to change the world. Yeah. They really will. No, it, it is crazy. It is crazy. I think I, I think it's, uh, again, which I, I'm not intimidated by, like I'm excited for, you know, like I, right. I bet again, if you're a lot of people just don't want to change, uh, which I, again, I'm more like attracted to change and, and, you know, innovation. And, and it's almost too, like, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't feel those feelings. Like there's definitely feelings where I've gotten on with certain people and being like, Ooh, I'm kind of behind the curve on this one. 
you know, like I haven't seen this area. Fake it a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, woof, you know. But at the right. same time, like that's fine. That's almost again. Then the next thing that comes behind that is again, I feel like those initial feelings like everybody else. But the next thing behind that right. is like, okay, but if I'm just now learning about it, how many other people don't know about it? And also too, oh, yeah. now I'm getting stronger because I also know that I have a whole bunch of things going on, or I know a whole right. bunch of things that they don't know, right? So now I'm just adding that to my repertoire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's it's. In that same way, you got to be attracted to the growth. It's almost exciting for me to find things like a new niche or a new, you know, a new mm-hmm. thing of being like, okay, this is another way I can expand. There's another tool in my toolbox, you know? Right. So, um, right. but again, those are all just different ways. Like that's why, again, also, um, I have so many books and like, I continue to invest in so many books is, right. you know, is that, and, and this is the thing too. Like I could tell you how many books that I have bookmarks in that I haven't finished. I have tons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm always trying to just pull from other industries, other like leadership, right. things, you know, different businesses, um, you know, and, and just pull certain things. And, and, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from um, right. a lot of those things, you know, and that so, all ties back into the mindset that to continue to learn, to grow and innovate, like there's something to learn in every success and there's something to learn in every failure, but if you're not trying to continue to better yourself and continue to better your players, you're stagnant and yeah, for sure you'll be able to help people. But that what Joey's talking about, that's really just starts with the mindset more than anything. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I know we veered off track there, but that does tie into the original point we were making with players is that it really does start with the coach and it starts with, I believe being able to, to communicate and, I loved how you said the question part, the questions, never, never providing the answer, always poke and probe, yeah. which me and you were good at. People think we're like beating around the bush. Nats like that, but it's like, I know the answer. Yeah. But you, I don't, I, I know that I know the answer or, or my favorite thing is when I ask a player a question and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, that's good. That's why I asked you think about it. Like, right. it's like, man, I, not, I didn't know at one point either. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be wrong. And then I get to the point, then I, then I get to them. Like, they're like, I really don't know. I'm like, okay, guess, mm-hmm. you know, make an educated guess with the best knowledge that you have. Um, maybe you're trying right. to get not to push from my back leg. Like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Now let's start a conversation from that. That's going to stimulate something, you know? So, right. I mean, don't be wrong. Don't, there's definitely times where I'm like, okay, let me show you the differences in the movement and like, you know, and give you examples and stuff like that. And there's, right. you know, there's all these other things. It's not, but again, sure. a large part of the, the teaching model is to teach you how to train or to think, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. What we got here at the end? Well, sounds like, it sounds like Bane's hungry. Well, he... I, he really thinks he's a tough guy with uh, UPS and FedEx. Like he mm. thinks he's got something going on those guys. Like uh, they could care less about him, but uh, right. he, he thinks that uh, he's the man. <laughs> well, with all the stuff you order, you and Taylor, I'd imagine that he's probably barking all damn day. The Amazon oh. guys dropping stuff, stuff off for you. Yeah. I think, I think he just thinks he barks and he hears them drive away. Like he did it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a, a psychological thing for him at this point, you know, and so Agreed. Like, let him get his fix in. I don't know what it is. You know? so just let him do his thing. It's, it's getting funny. soft for my age. Yeah. Um, but okay. Well, fellas, from us and our partners over at Yakutech, till next time, Farm System out.